0: You know, good conversation can happen anywhere. I never know where it's going to come for me. But my guest today, Jackie Rahm, it was an unexpected conversation in an area that I don't necessarily touch on and probably more of a health and wellness-based podcast that we have going here. But it's the interesting different conversations that I really love, that are really different and kind of out there. Jackie is a a crime novelist and documentarian with her new Amazon Prime documentary, Method of Murder. It was just interesting uh, getting a sense of the the concept and the, the design of putting together crime novels and a documentary in the process of that. Very fascinating. Jackie has incredible stories. Really funny stories, and she just puts you at ease with her commentary. So I look forward to you guys checking this out, my interview with Jackie Rahm. Jackie, it's a pleasure (laughs) to meet you.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Man, I was just watching your documentary, Method of Murder, right? Uh Uh-huh. On Amazon Prime, everyone, just so you're aware and uh, you were in my town, Las Vegas, that I used to be in for 15 years. I was watching you get tattoos
1: on the show. Yeah, not only was I getting a tattoo, but I had to interview the tattoo artist (laughs) at the same time as they're putting needles in my back.
0: Seriously?
1: And smile. How did you keep that
0: together? How did you keep that together like that?
1: I just know, you know, when you're being filmed, every minute is money. You know, I had a whole film crew, a whole team there and uh, they're all watching me and I Mm -hmm. get one chance of this. So you just do it. And adrenaline takes over.
0: Yeah. That was interesting when you were talking to the guy who was doing the tattoo. And we're diving deeper and deeper into this conversation of like, could you use like the gun on the ink, you know, for the tattoo? Like, could you poison somebody? on it.
1: And his face, his face is just the best, isn't it?
0: He didn't know what to do with that. I don't think he it's knew like, what to do what with it.
1: What the heck are you asking or why are you asking? Why is this
0: lady asking me this? You know? <laughs> well that's fantastic. I, I urge everyone to go out and check it out. Amazon Prime. A lot of people have Prime, so it's on there. Uh check it out. It's a lot of fun. But I want to get into where did this come from? This kind of crime novelist Method of Murder, take me back on this.
1: Okay, so I started 11 years, I've been writing all my life, but 11 years ago, I had a big birthday, I decided to take four weeks off of work, and then thought, what am I going to do? I know, I'm going to write a book. That book, you know, lots of people talk about, but don't do. And one book uh, turned into five, a series of five books, and they were for children, but for seven to 11 year olds. And again, they were kind of crime. Uh, And then when people said to me, what do you do? And I say, I'm an author. And they say, what do you write? And I say, I write children's books. And you physically saw people's shoulders go down as if writing children's books are easy. It's like, oh. And uh, so one day I thought, I'll show you. And I used to love, I mean, I still do. I love watching Law and Order, CSI, Mm -hmm. anything like that. And thought, right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to write Adult Crime. And then I kind of sat there and thought, actually, I know nothing. I know nothing about crime. I don't have any background in crime. So I spent about six months interviewing police officers, forensic, all different people. And... uh, and kind of gained some knowledge before I even put pen to paper.
0: What was the interest in crime? Like, you know, like you said, you didn't have a background in it. What was, what pulled you into that?
1: It's exactly as I said, it was CSI and Law and Order. That's it? That was it. Yeah. How sa- It's just... They were the television programs I loved. I actually love courtroom dramas, but I thought that that's too much to learn. I'll just stick with the I'll stick with the uh, the police. I just had a fascination. Um, everything I write, I write with a director's mind. Okay. So you can transfer any of my books to film or TV. So um, and because I love to watch that kind of program. Uh, that's what I decided to write.
0: That's amazing.
1: Don't don't forget, I've written all my life, everything from poetry to plays to screenplays. So, you know, writing is not unusual for me. So it was kind of building up to this process.
0: I see, I see. I I had in my mind, like, maybe there's a deeper thing with uh, crime and, you know, some you know, a horror story or something, you're like, I just like watching CSI and all <laughs> I like those shows too, by the way. It's pretty, and they last forever. Those shows are going classic. on forever.
1: You know, somebody said to me, my books have been compared to Agatha Christie and Murder, She mm-hmm. Wrote. And they they are classics. Even are. Murder, She Wrote now is a classic, you know?
0: So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I actually remember watching Murder, She Wrote. Was it like Angela Lansbury or something like yeah. that? Like, yeah. I remember that, actually, as a child, watching it. Yeah. That. That's exactly. incredible. So you, you've written all these things. Like, why a documentary? Was this the first one? Have you done other documentaries? Take me through that.
1: It's a really simple story. Um, I, I spend a lot of time researching before I even put pen to paper for each book. And I wanted to set this book in Vegas. I love Vegas. But, of yeah. course, The only thing I know about Vegas is what you can see. And I knew that behind the scenes was just as big as what we see. And I wanted to see behind the scenes. (coughs) So I wrote to every casino and said, can I have access? And they all said, no, no, no. (laughs) So I got onto Facebook one day and said, does anybody know any... That owns a casino, and somebody immediately came back and said, Yes, I know Derek Stevens of the downtown. Uh, Doom. Yeah, I know who that is. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and so I wrote to him and said, Will you introduce me? And he said, Well, I don't actually know him, but he's quite prolific on Twitter. So I got onto Twitter, direct messaged him, and within two hours he gave me full access at the casino. Wow. So I and I phoned my dad up. I promise you, word for word, I phoned my dad up, went, Dad! I've got all access of a casino. And my dad said, sounds like a documentary to me. (laughs) And that's how it started.
0: Wow. So tell me about how you kind of came up with the concept for the documentary, you know, method of murder, like going that direction for that, like weapons of murder.
1: That, you know, I had a meeting, I, I I got approached the next day once I decided I want to make a documentary by uh, probably over a hundred production companies, uh, guys that were doing their final film in uni. All different people wanted to know why, what I was up to. Uh, and I uh, I met this production company called Ghost, and uh, I said to them, look, this is what I want to do. And basically, they took over. I kept, uh, I became a producer, which was important to me that I ke- uh, I became a producer. And between us, we sat down, and the director said, I see it this way. Uh, the producer said, you know, you to me are a female Louis through. I don't know if you, do you watch yeah. Louis Theroux? I know he's, uh, yeah, Yeah, because he does the documentaries. And they wanted to take that style. And I love to talk to people, as you can hear. I don't mind asking anybody anything. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see by watching the documentaries. I can see. And the people that I spoke to. Um, and so we kind of. The only thing I didn't get to do, I really, we took an actor with us and I wanted to see if I could get a dead body out of the casino without getting caught. But they wouldn't (laughs) let me do it. That was, I really (laughs) wanted to do that.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's incredible.
1: (laughs) Of course, you saw me trying to dig a grave in the desert. Yes. And that was all real. It was about 20 minutes and I couldn't have buried, buried a cat. It was so small at the end yeah. so yeah it, it it was organic really you know a bit of from me and a bit of the production company and the director's input and we created this documentary and hoping that it turns into a series i'd like to do a series called jackie rom investigates mm. and what would you investigate
0: what do you want oh, to investigate we
1: have we have 10 shows ready to go uh you know the concept uh I want to um look at I'll give you just a simple one of the ideas. I want yeah. to investigate super fans so people that have Ooh. plastic surgery to look like their fans what's behind why do they want why do they have this this uh feeling that they are that they look up to these people that are even dead, you know. So I've picked Elvis and Dolly Parton. I want to go to <laughs> Gra- I want to go to Dollywood. I want to go to Graceland. I want to meet these super fans.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. You seem like you're up for like quite a bit of things, like to really. Well, you explore. saw.
1: You saw, I the saw. and you saw what I had to go at. Some failed. Some I refused. You know, there's lots of yeah. things going on.
0: Well, it's interesting, I, as soon as I saw, you know, I reached out to you, and I'm like, and I saw you had this documentary, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love documentaries. I'm like a documentary junkie, like, like, I'm gonna, I have Amazon Prime, I'm gonna watch this. So I looked it up, and then I found it, I was like, tell my wife, I'm gonna watch this documentary, uh, by Jackie Rahm, she's gonna be in my show soon. My wife's like, what, what do you do with yourself? What is
1: this, like, <laughs> tell you something really funny i keep getting banned on facebook because of the documentary is called method of murder okay the algorithms on facebook thinking i'm promoting some kind of method to murder
0: right they're thinking like it's going to lead to people like looking up murder and like promoting violence you know murder of people yeah, of
1: course, it's nothing to do with that at all. No,
0: definitely not. I've watched it every it <laughs> It's nothing to do with that. It's quite
1: lighthearted. It, it you is. Know, people think the kids can't watch, but it's actually quite lighthearted. It just sounds ominous.
0: Yeah. I mean, was it, did you mean to make like that title? Did you want it to kind of make like really sound like that to like give people like method of murder, pull people in with that title? <laughs>
1: It was a little bit of, you know, the documentary, the documentary Making a Murderer. Yes. It's the, the highest grossing documentary ever made.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. Making a Murderer. It's it's unbelievable the number oh. of people have seen it. It's one of the most successful ever documentaries. And uh, so we were playing off of that. Really people are putting in murder, you know, murder people are fascinated by true crime and murder So if you're going to put murder into Amazon Prime, hopefully I pop up.
0: Why do you think people are so fascinated by that topic?
1: Good question uh, it is I mean it I don't know. I think I'd probably have to ask that question I, I would need to ask. I think it may be because it's so far away from from their personality. You know, I, I haven't got, I couldn't kill a fly. Right. So, so to kind of watch the antipathy of me, maybe that's part of uh, the fascination.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I think when I was thinking about you coming on, I'm like, What's the angle here? You know, like what's the the drive to make something like this? And it seems like you're very opposite of somebody who's like into that, you know, on a, some level, but that the public has a huge fascination around the world with it. I and think, you, know, you know,
1: to be really honest, it's all about selling books. Hmm. in in the end that's my legacy it's what I love to do and uh um, I have a weekly podcast as well uh, the life of a crime novelist and all of it is a package it's a package of Jackie Rom so Mm. that you know uh there's nothing there's nothing better than when you get stopped in the and I get stopped in the funniest of places really Uh, uh it's so funny last uh september i was in an airport in the caribbean Mm -hmm. and a lady kept looking at me i kind of and and then she stopped me and she said are you jackie Ram?" and i went yeah she goes i've read all your books (laughs) and so and and then and then people discuss your characters that makes me laugh as if your characters are real you know oh i really Mm. love sandy she's this and she's that And and i kind of you know she's not real I don't say that because they really believe in these characters.
0: Huh. In your mind, what are you thinking when they're telling you about these characters? Like, you're like, okay, I mean, it's just a book, you know, like.
1: No, part of me goes, you know, I wrote it. I do know. I would never, I'd never (laughs) say that, but that's how I, a little bit of me goes, yeah, I do know. They're (laughs) my words. Uh, No, it's just such a compliment. It's such a compliment. And, um, when I finish writing a book, I'm, I'm on book 15 now, and mm-hmm. each, each book, when you finish writing, it's not yours anymore. And so there's a, a, some kind of loss because you then give the work away and it belongs to the world. First of all, it belongs to the editor, then the proofreader, and, and then it belongs to the fans. So you have to give it away. So there is a, a feeling of loss every time.
0: Interesting. Mm, huh. I never heard like an artist say that. You know, like somebody does music or they create an album, and that I never heard of them say a sense of loss when I produce that. And it's no, all,
1: because they're you know. singing. No, because with an album. They're going over, you know, it could be a year or two or, you know, please God, many years. They're going yeah. over the songs. They're releasing yeah, and
0: tours and stuff. They're singing the songs over and yeah. over. Right. OK. And
1: mine's gone. My mind now belongs to the world. Do
0: you ever do any book reading or like is it like do you do audio books, you know, like read your content? Yeah.
1: Um, uh, I do readings uh, and I am. I've done the audio book to the children's book, but this week I'm supposed to be doing the audio book for the first book, but I've been too busy. But yeah, it's in it. People are asking me for the audio book. So that will be the next my next product.
0: How do you come up with the ideas for the next book and the next book? How do you get inspired for that?
1: I created um, this series I'm writing is called the Sandra Bernstein Chronicles and I'm on book three. And Sandra is a makeup artist that goes from film set to film set, location across the world. So I say to myself, right, where am I going next?
0: Oh, interesting.
1: That's it. And so the first one was in the Caribbean, second one in Vegas, third one is in England. And I'm deciding now... Where the next one is. Um, I've just been asked to make a four-part series, uh, investigative series in China. Well, obviously, I'm not going to China. Yeah, you're not going to China right now. Not going there. (laughs) No, at the moment. Uh, But um, I think I might go for North Africa, so Egypt, Mm -hmm. Morocco, that kind of base for the next book, So
0: you, so your process is you come up with the idea for it and the location, and then you physically go to that location. To research it is that what it is
1: exactly yep I've spent six months uh, in a holiday village in England on a little island uh, it's been fascinating um, it, it just listening talking watching and uh, I've now written the outline of the book uh, I'm on chapter four and then I fly to the Caribbean in April and I will finish writing the book
0: Wow so That's I
1: interesting.
0: do my research. Yeah, I I don't know that. Is that a common thing for a lot of writers to go to the location, or you're just like, uh, I don't know, you know?
1: It's a good excuse, I think.
0: I think it's a good excuse too, <laughs> but
1: it's just, you know.
0: Like you're getting really deep know. into the environment where these. Hmm. Interesting. I was, that is just interesting. I feel like sometimes people create these scenarios in their mind. And the location, maybe it's a fictional or nonfiction setting, but in your case, you, know, you go physically to the place, you immerse yourself into that environment. So you're talking to like, a, do you just talk to people, right, randomly? Or how does it work when you go there?
1: People talk to me. People it's talk un, to you. It's unbelievable. I can put myself in the corner somewhere and people talk to me. You know, I when you're there over and over again, I spent uh, four weeks in Egypt during the first book although it was set in the caribbean people would just come and talk to me because they see you in the same place every day you're on computer they kind of want to know what you're doing yeah so and people share stories and i take these stories and half of them know they're going to end up in a book
0: oh he thinks they really
1: that's why they tell you i can (laughs) tell you I'm going to tell you a story because I love. this story. This is just a random story. Somebody told me a little girl. She was uh, from New York and she was Italian, New York, and she's now in her mid 50s. When she was eight years old, the family used to go out in New York every Friday night. There'd be a table of like the family. I understood what she said when she said the family and she would go out with little white gloves on a little bag. She was eight or nine years old. She's sitting in a restaurant one Friday night. Her father, all of a sudden puts his hand under the table, passes over a gun and says, put it in your purse, which she did 10 minutes later. It was raided by the police and they never looked in her purse.
0: Whoa. Wow. That's crazy.
1: And people tell me these stories. And that's a real one.
0: Just just out of the blue, they're telling you this? They're just,
1: They wow. all come up to me and say, oh, have I got a story to tell you? You need to put this in a book. Everyone just tells me.
0: Why do you think they just tell? I mean, beyond you just being there on a regular basis, is there something about you that you think is like a magnet for people? Maybe. You know.
1: I, I, have, I can't answer. I have. uh, I don't know. Maybe I have a a knack of getting people, you know, in the documentary you've seen. There's a lady that uh, I go to the lion sanctuary where all the lions in Mm -hmm. Vegas are now in the sanctuary. And uh, while I was there filming, the director came over to me and said, there's two ladies that love to read. Would you mind saying hello to them? So I said, of course not. So they come over and we're chatting. And I said, what do you read? What kind of books do you read? Both of them said, we re- we read religious books only. Hmm. Hmm. Now, you know, you've seen the documentary. Yes. What she comes up with, the way she wants to kill people, <laughs> I don't believe she only reads religious books. Because <laughs> you, you know what she said. It was yeah. incredible. She came out with this story and we went, you know, turn the cameras on. So maybe I just have. Maybe I just have that look about me where people want to tell me their deepest, darkest secret.
0: Welcome to the Intermission Space and Dr. D's social network. We've been spending some time with Jackie Rom, And I want to know something. As you listen to this, what's your novel? What is your life story? Where do you travel? In your mind. Or physically to get great stories to tell stories to listen to stories what is your life story ponder that think about it write it down i hope you enjoy the rest of the episode with jackie ron it's, i just I that's I what don't. i'm fascinated by it's, you know it's when i had like seeing you gave me this very strong impression. This is gonna sound where you look like uh, my mother-in-law, like completely, like cool. literally, extremely like dead ringer for her. Wow. She she passed away on Christmas a couple years ago. Aww. Her name was Janet, um, but oh my, oh my gosh, you literally look exactly like her. It's, it's it. eerie, it's is eerie, it? man. Yeah, <laughs> like. Ow. I mean you I mean you have a little more style than she had, but just the, the hair, the look and everything. And obviously she's uh not from England or anything like that, you know, but um I was it actually was kind of shocking to me when I saw you on here. I was like, whoa. Because <laughs> I, like, I saw true. you on the documentary. Obviously I knew what you look like. But you look different on here to me.
1: Well, you know, it's two and a half years like nearly three years later.
0: Yeah. Well, how long does it take for that production to happen, the documentary, from start to finish? Uh,
1: we actually filmed it in 10 days. Uh, okay. But uh, then it took about six months to do all the uh, post-production. Mm-hmm. So we were fin- we, we filmed in March. We were finished in April. Then it took a year to sell it. Mm-hmm. And we sold it to a distribution uh, company, uh, a company based in a, in a Atlanta and then it took another not uh, from August to the May till we released it we released it May last year mm-hmm. and then it and then it went on I mean I I don't quite understand because I know you have so many channels out there yeah. we've got it on over 200 channels oh. uh, but it didn't go on to Amazon Prime until September and it only went live on uk prime uh, three weeks ago
0: oh wow yeah. yeah i wonder how like getting on amazon prime works because i'm starting to see more content on there like i watch it pretty regularly and i'm starting to see more comedies um like uh, stand-up comedies and things of that nature and so when i saw the yours on amazon prime i'm like well wow, it's interesting more things are streaming now
1: absolutely and that seems to be we're thinking.
0: times are changing and i wonder is that where you see more of this content going for yourself? Uh,
1: it, it really is. It, at some point, things get taken away from you mm. because uh, I now have, you know, PR agents, managers. You know, you have a whole team that now manage the Jackie Rom brand. Yeah. So uh, it, it's um, you have to listen to professionals. It's no good. I, I'm not in the same um, a phase now I'm in a different phase where I have to listen to professionals and take advice uh,
0: is that something that you feel um is easy for you to do is to take that advice and say hey this is what no. we're doing or is it hey, no
1: <laughs> it's so hard because for my life you know I started writing when I was 17 so all my life it's just been me promoting me yeah. Uh, and now all of a sudden I get told, you know, you can only use this marketing or you can only do these hashtags or, you know, whatever. I mean, I had over 2000 friends on Facebook. That's gone. I had to defriend everybody. And then everyone's having a go at me because they didn't like to be defriended. friended It's not me. So now you can't get hold of me on Facebook. You know, you have to know me you can so you know it's uh, um, now I also have to be careful what I say and what I write so because you know I'm now a brand so that's a really strange um disposition to go from being Jackie Rom to Jackie Rom a brand
0: so are you are there like meetings that are occurring that's like hey Jackie you don't talk about this or that type of thing
1: Well, what's really interesting is my kind of real job is uh, I'm a drama teacher. So I teach young Mm. professionals. So I teach media training. Mm. So when they sat down and they said, look, you need to do some media training. I said, well, that's what I teach. You know, it's one of the things I teach." So it's really funny that it's kind of gone full circle. And being in front of the camera has never, ever been uh, a want of mine. Mine has always Mm. been behind the camera quite happy behind the camera yeah um and and when we actually sold the documentary i actually said why why do they want why are they interested and they said it's because i'm natural and my age has gone for me not against because oh. you think a woman who's 60 is not going to start a, a career in in presenting but absolutely it's actually gone a, a for me not against
0: you do not seem like you're 60 years old I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you. You look considerably younger than <laughs> you. 60. Yeah, of course. in your spirit and your look and your style. Man, people are changing how they look these days. It's incredible. Are they? You know? You
1: can't tell ages now. It's hard to
0: tell now how old somebody is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I would not have guessed 60. Seriously. Thank you. Far off that so yeah you're well my
1: poor daughter who gets called my sister a lot my daughter doesn't <laughs> like it <but> I do.
0: <laughs> no, that's yeah i guess she's probably like no no this is my mom this is not <laughs> yeah. this is not a thing okay
1: you know yeah. and and the funny thing is i'm single as well so mm-hmm. be, being uh 60 and single in my mind that was um going to be a kind of uh, a a a position that I didn't expect to be in Uh but it's it's actually really freeing and it's been a really amazing experience and I have uh yeah lots of stories
0: what have you so you're embracing being 60 and single
1: yeah well the funny thing is I must tell you this story if we have time of course
0: we got time
1: a funny story tell me I went viral a year ago, and I mean, it was incredible within three hours, every major newspaper in the country. So I'll tell you what happened, because it's quite funny. I got it. I went, yeah, I went on a blind date. (laughs) And you know, you know that uh, in England, uh, the place, we all go to the pub. You know, we don't go to, we go, that's what we do. Yeah. So I arranged to meet this guy. uh, It was midday on a Monday. But the date is important. It was February the 10th, and uh, I got to the pub, and he turned up, and he was lovely. This that was very exciting. That was a handsome guy. Anyway, I went into the pub, got a drink, a coffee or whatever. He came in, he came straight over, kissed me on the cheek, and said to me, "I thought you were a redhead." And I said. To- <laughs> That's funny. No, I said, I have been a redhead, but I'm not. He said, well, in your profile picture, you were a redhead. I said, well, not at the moment. So he looked me up and down and he went, it's okay. It's not a problem. So he goes to the bar to get a drink. So as he's at the bar, the real one walks in. (sighs) That's nothing. So the real one. So we laughed about it. So the guy says, "Um, the redhead's outside. So he goes outside, meets the redhead. I have a drink. And the one I met, they actually looked a bit similar. That's how mm. we made a mistake. Okay. But was nowhere near as nice as the other guy. Anyway, they didn't stay very long. My day didn't last very long. I get in the car and I think to myself, now, I could be proactive or do nothing. So I decided to be proactive. So I go home. I get on Facebook. And on a local Facebook page, I put... Does anyone know anyone that went on a blind date today? And I put the uh, 12 o'clock Fox and Raven. Well, within seconds, women are saying, come on, tell us why, why. So I told the story very quickly. And then within two minutes, up pops the local, not small newspaper, a local newspaper and says, well, it's Valentine's Day on the 14th. Let us try and find him for you. So I said, OK, So say so we're going to do a story. So by now, it's about four or five o'clock. About eight o'clock at night, I get a text from my friend who says, Jackie, why are you in the, 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 the Sun newspaper, which is the <laughs> biggest newspaper in England? There are three, Mail, Sun and Mirror. Oh. I ended up in every single one of them. Then the Metro, which is the free London paper. Then I ended up in all the European papers. They were all... <laughs> Trying to find this man, then the morning shows, the big television morning shows wanted yeah. me on, all the radio shows wanted me on. It went bananas. We never found him, though.
0: You never found him.
1: Well, wow. all that, pub- it was so much publicity. The poor guy ran a must have run a mile.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, oh no. <laughs>
1: So I had to phone my agent and go, David, you won't believe what's happened. I've gone viral. So they twisted the story and as if yeah. I was researching for a documentary.
0: Oh, it was
1: funny.
0: Wow. wow. It sounds <laughs> like stories are a big part of your life, like huge part of your life. And like weird stories happen with you on a regular basis.
1: Oh yeah, exactly.
0: That's so like I your content. To- <laughs> it is. Right. I mean, it's like you don't have to think of much because it's just happening to you on a regular basis.
1: And no one would believe it either.
0: That's (laughs) just weird, like that they would catch on like that. You know, it's uh...
1: to be in the middle of a viral story is actually quite scary because um, um, because. Can you, I don't know what your big newspapers are in your area, but I mean, this is three of the biggest newspapers. I suppose it's like the New York Post suddenly picking up. Yeah, like the
0: Times or something, the Washington Post. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's how big, that's how big it got. And then people were just messaging me going, what are you doing?
0: What is that? But yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't think a lot of people can identify with that. Like, what's that storm like when it's happening? Like,
1: scary, really?
0: What's the scary part?
1: Well, what happened is the girls that were there was about 20 of them that had been behind me saying, oh, I hope you find him and all that. Suddenly, when we had to twist the story that I was um, uh, researching for a documentary, these girls turned on me and the media. Backlash from these girls was horrific. I actually, I mm. wouldn't. I, I stopped reading it. I knew there was something going on, you know, and they just turned into a pack of wolves.
0: Oh man, I can't imagine that much. You know, you're thinking that much information flying at you at once—people's comments and things of that nature. Just the explosion of information coming your way.
1: And it's before I had a PR, to, you know, PR team, and yeah. Things like that although I had an agent, but yeah, it's quite lonely Because you're on your own while it's all happening
0: What was the thing with the Facebook thing defriending everybody? What was the reasoning behind that? Like do you don't want to have access to you just so like hey, you got to go through different channels?
1: Yeah, so I have a Facebook uh, page, which is facebook.com forward slash Jackie rom. So I have a page where people kind of can talk to me on there uh, but personally uh, I was only allowed to say allowed. They they said I can only have friends and family. And now you can't kind of just talk to me on Facebook. Uh, be, and after this incident, I, c- I had ha- at least 100 men from around the world were trying to get dates after. So it was a bit like, yeah. Yeah, there was men from around the world trying to get to know me.
0: Yeah. They want to be part of the Jackie Rom experience. They wanted to tell you their story, right?
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I got a story for you, Jackie.
1: Hey, I bet you have as well. Yeah. Whatever you have. You have. You've told me about my doppelganger.
0: I do. Who doesn't have a story? Listen, it's honestly, it's one of the weirder things that's happened to me today. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's and then so I funny. see these nails you have. By the way, I like these nails. I like those nails. Thank you they're very sparkly they're long I love I a bit
1: sparkle I don't usually
0: like long nails, honestly, like that on women, but that and it looks fits you though I don't know it it's thank a good you. fit the whole thing the whole vibe you have it fits you I feel like it fits you
1: thank
0: you I don't know, but yeah, it threw me off honestly uh,
1: they, they're all mine, they're not false, they're real no,
0: is that I, true yeah they're, all, they're all real mine. those are not yeah, fake nails
1: real. no, my mom, my grandmother. And my daughter, we all have the same nails, very long. Oh, wow. mm-hmm.
0: really? That's interesting. See, I, I most, uh, at least in my experience, I've seen is there's, there's a lot of fake nails. The press-on stuff, you know? No,
1: it's all real. That's
0: real. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, those things are seriously, that's a serious deal you got going <laughs> on there. The glasses is very intellectual. Oh, yeah. Here I go, Amir. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, I was just fascinating. I was just like, I saw you in the documentary, and I remember telling my wife, I'm like, that lady kind of looks like your mom, a little bit. And she goes, Yeah, I see the resemblance. And wow. then when you got on today, I was like, Whoa, this is a freaking, <laughs> this is like, this is a weird situation, man.
1: That's threw so me funny.
0: off my game a little bit. I'm like, I got to get back together. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's amazing. I I look I look forward to like this potential investigative series. Hopefully that comes to fruition. <laughs>
1: if I can ask you if you wouldn't mind to pop on to Amazon Prime and on their reviews, just say you'd like to see more, that will really help uh, kind of our situation.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Because I think that um, I love those investigative journalist pieces. Like I, I have this I watch that Lisa Ling series on Hulu where she goes to different communities, you know, whether gender fluidity or, you know, the meth Addiction problems in different places, and just like really details what's going on in different cities and stuff.
1: Like I think that. Um, I love her. I think she's great, but she's really kind of digs deep, where mine is kind of more uh, real people, real lives, real stories.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, and they're A just telling more light-hearted. them. Yeah. 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 More lighthearted. I get it because I, I the lightheartedness sometimes her stuff can be really like heavy. Mm. You know, and I get kind of the lightheartedness, like the super fan thing you were saying. That's like a fun story, right? But kind of weird too. Yeah.
1: I love weird. I'd really love to spend some time with drag queens. Yeah. I love, I love drag queens. I love the confidence uh, mm. that they have, the power that they have on stage, and I kind of would just like to spend some time with a, with a bunch of drag queens. <laughs>
0: I'm I sure will, you will. probably will. I mean, you I know, so. seems like you're the type of person that says you're going to do something and it happens.
1: It's really important to me. That's a kind of a really important thing. If you're going to say it, do it. Don't just talk about it.
0: Well, there's a lot of talking in this world, just a lot of in- good intentions, you know, mm-hmm. but not a lot of action that I, I've seen. So I think the people who are about action and get things done, they move forward.
1: Absolutely. Things happen yeah, you
0: know, you don't write fifteen books out of nowhere, I mean, you know exactly. You know, so it's it's interesting. Your story interests me because you seem very prolific <laughs> in your pro- production have, of this.
1: I have a, a little dream. Um, I'd like to um, I'd like to make the series, the investigative series. Mm-hmm. but I'd love to do a one woman show in small theaters, touring. I have no idea what I'd do, how I'd entertain people, but I think probably storytelling, uh, a bit of reading, but I'd just like to travel, talking.
0: It makes me think of like Carol Burnett or something like that, you know, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I, I really, I, I actually could see that. I could see you doing that. Your personality fits that. Just out there, you're chatting. You're probably gonna do it again. <laughs> it's probably gonna happen.
1: It's, uh, yeah, my agent thinks I'm mad. He knows that i w- that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to do the uh, investigative series and then go on tour. So, who so knows this
0: this is the ultimate goal for you, or is there another goal beyond that?
1: Um, today's goal.
0: Today's goal. <laughs> I like that. There's gonna be more goals coming on here. Who knows? How do you know? i I that's, that's so interesting. Jackie, you are a very interesting person to me. Thank you. Very interesting. Seems like very nice, very ambitious. And uh, don't talk to Jackie directly on
1: Facebook. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Uh, No, you can. You go on to facebook.com forward slash Jackie Rung.
0: She's not going to talk to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How can I not? I like talking too much.
0: She is single, uh, guys. (laughs) I mean, you know, all of England's waiting.
1: (laughs) oh no i'm gonna get myself in trouble no
0: no not with me not with my show you'll be fine oh good you'll be good we're we're in a we're it just might get a bunch of weirdos from the united states (laughs) that's
1: fine i can cope
0: you'll be good well thank you so much for your time jackie and
1: It's it's been a pleasure thank you
0: wonderful we will be in touch okay all right thanks